You're listening to the Poster Boy Podcast. Our mission is to help young entrepreneurs in small town America start, grow, and manage 21st century businesses. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hey, this is Chad. Hey, and this is Drew. Today we have another quote. Chad, what's that quote today? All right. So our quote today is by Timothy Ferris. And it's the question you should be asking isn't what do I want or what are my goals, but what would excite me? That is so powerful. I, we, I think we're, we're starting at the top with all of the really good quotes. Um, <laughs> something, anything from, from Tim Ferriss is going to be something of, of high regard. Man, like being excited about something, that's, you know, there, there was a project that we did uh, not, not two or three weeks ago. And it was this, uh, this woman out of Atlanta, she owns a real estate company and my goodness, has she been burned by other, other partners in the past. And I just showed up and cared. Like I just got excited about her project. I showed my wife the website we were building and that was a nerd moment. My wife didn't care. Like when I showed the, the, the partner, the website we had done for them, like, I just like, you could hear it in my voice, my excitement, my energy. And then she was getting excited about it. And we were all just like, man, we're having a good time talking about this, you know? <laughs> and after I'd had that conversation with the, with the partner, I'd sp- spoken with uh, another one of the colleagues at the other company. And she was just saying, oh, man, you guys did such a good job. You guys rocked this project. She's happy. That makes us happy. And, you know, I said this one thing that, you know, like every time I say it, it really resonates with me, which is I love what I do. And when you love what you do, you get excited about it. And working with good people who also get excited about the work you do makes you want to work harder. You know, like I could, I could imagine where our business is going and, you know, like our 2022 objectives and revenue targets and sales targets and all this other stuff. But sometimes it feels really good to be excited about just one crazy part of the business. And that was I just read, hearing you say that quote made me think about that one minor project that just invigorates me and gets me excited about what we're doing at our company. I, I know the feeling, man. I, I it's it's so good to hear. I've yeah. watched you evolve, and I know how much you love it. You know, I I would say that when when I get asked what what made me decide to become an entrepreneur, I would say it's the first thing that I've ever done that truly like set my soul on fire. You know, and I would say that's the best way I could describe it. And yeah. I think that that's why this quote to me is it's so meaningful and so powerful is because. That's what being an entrepreneur and and the difficulties and the challenges that it brings, but also the successes and the rewards and, you know, the, the feeling of accomplishing or overcoming a challenge or a difficulty, you know, but it just, I don't know, man, like that's the best way I can explain it is it sets my soul on fire. The, I mentioned this before, but the thing that really stands out to me about this, just as a, like a life moment was my wife and I went on a vacation and the thing that stands out to me the most about that vacation was the road trip we took to the airport and just how excited we were and how it felt to be going on a vacation. It wasn't, yeah, we went somewhere awesome, but it wasn't being there. It was going there. That was exciting. And when I see this quote, the first half of it, it the isn't what do I want or what are my goals? Like those feel like in states, those feel like, you know, like, do I want to be so like, where do I want to be? And then do I want to be this when I grow up? And do I want my company to be this? It's like, those are things that come from the last part of the sentence, which is, but what would excite me? Because the excitement isn't, 
you know, like I'm sure there's some pride and there's some excitement in knowing that one day you will be a successful XYZ entrepreneur. But like, if you're not excited about what you're doing every single day, then you'll never get to the goal or what you want to do with your life. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, <laughs> I'm going to say something about what you said about going on a vacation. You know, you know that you're living your life wrong when going on a vacation is exciting. Uh, that's that's absolutely true. You know, I'm just joking, by the way. It was just something funny to throw out. But, yeah. um, you know, with like the way I see this, Drew, and, and the quote myself is like, I look at it as whatever I decide I'm going to get into, I have to be passionate about it. And it has to excite me because if I'm not, well, you know, it's it's kind of like going to the gym. Okay. If, if you think about, if you compare the similarities in, you know, building a business and working out, they're actually like very correlated because it's like, we all just want to go to the gym once and look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, right. Or someone, but it, it's not how it works. And it takes years of time and dedication and honestly spots, you know, boring. Like it just, you know, in the morning it, it can be the same monotonous routine. So it's up to you to change it up and improve. And, you know, but if you, again, you go back to this, let, let's, let's think about working out and let's tie it into business and how you grow and the difference in mentalities. So if you think about working out, let's say that I, I decide I'm going to start going to the gym and I just go in and I, you know, just from reading an app on you or downloading an app on my phone and I just do that. Well, I'm going to get one set of results. But if I go in and I hire a personal trainer, you know, and it's his passion, I can feel that and it excites me more and it makes it less lonely and it makes it more fun. So then this is another thing I'm pulling off of it, right? So now I'm working out and he's pushing me harder. And, you know, whenever you're building a business, you need to be able to push yourself and you also need people around you that will push you because at the end of the day, you have to motivate yourself. Yeah, I don't I don't think there's a wrong way to look at this quote or look at what you do in your day-to-day -day life, right? Because it's because it's there's a level of focus, you know. And maybe this is just me being weird, right? Humans are all unique in some way, but the way you described your focus on your business, your poster business, and how that excited uh, that excites you and excited you. How many things can you really focus on at the same time unless you're Elon Musk? You know, like I'm I'm sorry, like I, I don't know if I could simultaneously run <laughs> a spaceship boring and car company, oh, and brain implant company. You know, like that's less like next level, not human level of like being excited and achieving goals. But you know, like there's that one epic in your life that you focus on, or maybe there's a multitude of those. You know, I, I'm knowing you, Chad, you, you have a, you have a desire for longevity in your life. And it's, I think because your goal that excites you is knowing that you'll probably live to 140 or 150, maybe the Absolutely. working out, maybe the working out every day is just one part of that, that becomes so commonplace. Like me checking my emails or me filling out some widget at my company is just, you know, very little regard, but it's one of a dozen other things that maybe it's pretty boring, but you know that you're excited about the overall process of achieving it, right? Like, and if, for example, uh, as a part of one of our strategic partnerships, I, uh, like 
I wanted to give them a little extra value add, you know, just show them a little extra love. So I put together a white paper slash sell sheet and gave their sell uh, their sellers um, uh, scripts for our product. Like they didn't ask me to do that. I just wanted to overserve or over deliver, show a little extra love, right? I don't know if anyone's ever looked at that, but I feel really good that I did that. Like going through that exercise and that excited me putting that together because, you know, like it's just like being excited and being happy and being proud of the things that you're doing every single day are important. You know, even if, you know, mainly if they're significant or sometimes if they're insignificant. Yeah. I mean, Drew, prior to us getting on this call, um, I'm certain you can recall the franchise disclosure document I sent you that I was so proud of because it looked good. Like yeah. I didn't even talk about the work, you know, because that for me is like, it's a, it's something that we've taken that very, yeah. very, very few people care about it. And, you know, we care about making it represent everything that we've done as a company and making it look that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's a good, it's a good looking, it's a, great looking document and you're proud of it right you're so proud of it that you asked me five times in slack did i open it up yet (laughs) so i know you're proud of it and that's that's awesome because i asked the sellers (laughs) every single time i met with them hey have you used this document yet and everyone's like no i haven't like oh well i'm gonna keep asking because i was excited about it you know exactly exactly i i think i think Excitement is maybe a synonym for energy. What do you think? 100%. Yes. Like what would give you energy and what would, like if you put in the energy, it's almost like an infinite infinite energy machine of it's never being depleted, right? Like you're just never ends excitement and energy. Well, you know something, it's something you really just struck something when you said this and it made me think about, uh, you know, people that are depressed. So I had a, a stepbrother that was, you know, kind of depressed in high school and um, smartest person probably I've ever met, uh, you know, and I always found it interesting, like whenever you enter depression and I, you know, I know it's a chemical imbalance, but when you enter that, it's almost like it feeds on itself, you know, and the, the opposite is yeah. true for energy. And yes. for me, like, if you if you ever, you know, anyone that's ever met me will tell you I probably have more energy than any person you ever meet. And it I never it's like it never stops, but then it drives my wife insane that I can lay down and be asleep in 60 seconds. Like out cold, no issues, no nothing. I don't need anything. Whereas for her, it's like this full process of falling asleep and then, you know, waking up. Like for me, it's like six hours, five hours, boom, I'm up, I'm ready, I'm out the door, I'm, I'm gone, I'm, I'm excited, I've got stuff to do, I want to work on this today, you know, and I'm driving back and, you know, if I make a phone call to, you know, one I'm, in the mornings, usually I talk to a guy that takes care of basically everything at UTP and he's like, you know, which things are you working on today? And I'm like, well, this is what I have to do and it's about, you know, 30 minutes of my time and then this is what I'm going to work on when I'm done because I really want to. And that's the stuff that I do every day, you know, and it's like certain things like, you know, again, going back to it, it excites me. And I made it the absolute focus of my existence because I know as a leader, when I'm excited about my day to day, the company is better. It's healthier. It has a higher you know, chance of longevity. It has a higher chance of succeeding year over year or month over month, you know, in any given business, it's tricky, but 
I think it all has to do with the fact that I am so excited about the business every day. I continue to want to put energy into it and time into it and look at the problems that it has and fix them. You know, basically, I'm like my own business doctor. I got to figure out the yeah. problems and fix them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's great. What if we let's let's have an exercise. Let's take this back to high school or even, Uh-oh. you know, early, early in college. I imagine there's many students right now that can think about, you know, maybe they don't get excited about science because they don't want to be scientists. You know, they don't get excited about math because they don't want to be mathematicians. Maybe they're all about drama, right? Like they show up, they put their heart and soul into drama because one day they want to be an actor. And even if you're not even thinking one day I'll be an actor, they love drama or they love debate or band, you know, like how many people went through band in high school and never went to be a musician. Probably most people. <laughs> yes, I like that played yeah. high school basketball and right. never made the NBA. Right, but but yeah. there's a reason why you get excited about high school football games or soccer or you know like was there something in your high school that maybe is, is analogous to that? You know, in in high school for me it was a little bit different because we were in a really tough spot financially, and so I started working at, at the age of fourteen at, a, at an actual job. You know, in the summers I always worked in the fields, like we pitched watermelons and things like that for you know as long as I can remember, and chopped cotton and did that. But then I started working at a Grecian steakhouse, and so I would get out of school, and then I would go to work, and I would try and work every single day they would let me work. You know, but I, what I found was that. I had a passion for being able to get the things that I wanted. And it wasn't that I wanted extravagant things. I just, like, I hated, I hated, like, I mean, I'll tell you, this is a story about my, like, my family. I don't really talk about it, But, you know, like, when we were, we were in high school or even, I may have been, yeah, I guess it was high school or middle school. There's a specific time I remember we were traveling down south to go to this uh, Memphis River Kings. It's like a minor league hockey game. And I remember being told before I left, like, what I had to order for dinner when we got to this place that we were eating at in Memphis. And by the way, we thought it was like super fancy. It was TGI Fridays. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that, I, that, I mean, to me, this yeah. was like the fanciest of fancy. Yeah. And, you know, I had, I had already been told what I had to order because that's what it, you know, that's what we could afford to pay. True. And that, that to me was just something that I personally wanted to overcome. It wasn't like it was bad. It was just the situation. My parents were doing, you know, they were being financially responsible to make sure that we weren't homeless. But, you know, at the same time, like that was something I wanted to avoid. Like if I wanted to eat something, I wanted to be able to buy it myself. Or if I wanted, you know, just whatever it was, if like, if I wanted to go with my friends on spring break, my senior year, I don't have to ask my parents who are going to tell me no. And then I'm too embarrassed to tell my friends. So I'm lying to them about why I can't go. And instead, I just wanted to save, you know, money to pay for it myself and just do it on my own. So I guess it all goes back, Drew, to like living life on my own terms. You know, I had a great high school life and um, I don't stay in touch with many people. And it really it's just like one of those things when you kind of leave and you you go your different ways. You think you're going to stay in touch in the beginning. But then all of a sudden so much time passes. You just it's just kind of you just don't. And I'm not a big social media person. You know that. So. It's yeah. like I well, I have a few friends, but that I stay in touch yeah. with. Yeah, yeah. I hope that answered your question. Oh my god, I think I ran in like twenty circles. <laughs> no, no, you're good. Let me fast forward four years, right? Because I know that sure. um, you a college dropout. Um, yeah. <laughs> not not in the negative sense. Um, well, it was. <laughs> <laughs> so you 
you get into college and then at what point did you meet your, you know, your, your business professor, right? And didn't you get most excited about that? Well, I think the thing I, so first of all, my, my college situation was a little bit different. So, um, I ended up my, my grand or my step grandparents. So my dad had remarried and her parents lived in Chicago and, um, they were resources for me when I, when I first came to Chicago. And then my grandfather, he actually ended up introducing me to this guy who put roofs on houses. He was a roofer and told him he wanted to, you know, ask him if he would give me a chance to get a job because I was going to transfer to Walmart. It just didn't work out, whatever. Um, and so he got me a, he got me a job with this roofing company. And that was the first person that I had ever seen ever in my whole life. His name was Willie. and He was my roofing boss that he just loved what he did. And, you know, we like I would talk to him about retirement or things like that. And he goes, Chad, man, retirement's for people that hate what they do. And, you know, he used to say that all the time to me. He's like, you don't need to worry about retirement. What you need to worry about is doing something you like doing so you don't have to worry about retiring, you know? And they like always stuck with me that where I were, you know, my dad specifically and my mom, they did things they didn't like. And so, you know, the, the dream of retirement was like the thing they looked forward to the most. Yeah. Whereas this guy was like, I'll never retire. You know, I, don't, I could care less. Like, yeah, my my physical day to day activities will change. I won't put things I won't put roofs on houses, but I'll still go bid jobs. And he goes, what am I going to do? Sit at home all day? And he goes, I don't even like traveling. I've been to more beaches than I can imagine. And I remember <laughs> thinking like, man, yeah, wow. You yeah. know, and so that was kind of like my first taste into the to dealing with someone who was self-employed. And I saw the freedom and flexibility. And, you know, and then he like we get to go. uh one week out of the winter to Florida and put a roof on and it was warm. And I remember being like, man, this is amazing. Like, God, it's snowing in Chicago and I'm in Florida and it's 75, you know, and now I come down for the winter, but that was my first taste of that, you know? And then, um, so from there, uh, he took me out to a really nice restaurant at J Alexander's in Oak Brook. And, uh, the next day I went in and I applied for a job. And so I figured I was roofing during the day I might as well go work as a server at nighttime. And this left no time for classes. Like I could care less about, you know, the classwork itself because I was making good money. I don't know. I just, I liked it. You know, and the funny thing is, yeah. Drew, I don't know if you know this, I'm scared of heights and I still <laughs> love roofing. I don't know. I was, it was amazing. Yeah. So, no, I, I have a similar story and it's about, oh, you know, like hear, hear, hearing you share that story, I could hear the excitement building. You know, because you resonated with his excitement, right? Back to the quote, did Willie say to himself, man, I'm going to create the largest roofing company in Chicago. Maybe he did. Maybe it was a, an afterthought, right? But yeah. he got excited about what he was doing, right? And then, you know, you, you mix that in with the high and the, the fast-paced uh, life of waiting tables. You know, you start building up this, this mindset that, you know, the energy that you get out of what you do correlates with the energy that you put in but it's it's almost like it's never it's never ending as long as it's something that excites you and that it is exciting and if it's not exciting then you're on the you're on the wrong thing i i early in my life i was 17 or 18 for one summer one of my buddies his dad owned a boat dock construction company talk about a fun job man like that sounds amazing shoes optional shirt optional installing boat docks um, awesome. you know, ju jumping in the water whenever you're done with work. I mean, then that was an exciting thing. And, uh, Zach and my buddy, his dad, James, like that to me, 
was what business felt like. It felt like hiring good people, you know, from a handshake, uh, showing up on the job site, owning what he was doing and be exciting about it. And I don't know, like your, your story really bounced off that story that I had to share. I think it, you know, like I think we're getting exciting talking about things that are exciting because it's, you know, like if you're not doing something that's exciting because it, because as you said recently, it's not about the money, you know, like, you know, like the, the money is a byproduct of what you're doing. Are you, did you choose the right thing to do? I guess if you want to be a billionaire, don't, don't choose something that's less likely to afford the revenue of a billion dollar company, man, it's, it's excitement. I think what you just said, Drew, um, you know, you said it's about just, it's getting exciting and, and working on things that excite you. It's not about the money. You know, here's the thing. It's only about the money and the, when you don't have it, the minute you have any money and we're not talking a lot of money, but the minute you have enough where you don't really think about your monthly bills, at that point, it just becomes a digital number, a tool, you know, I mean, you're reinvesting it, you're doing this, you're doing that. It's really all it becomes. But if you if you get excited about what you're doing, you put a lot of energy and effort into it and you deliver the best product. And, you know, and I, I mentioned Steve Jobs in our previous podcast. Why do you think the iPhone is so great? Because he was so passionate about developing incredible products that's what he did, you know, and look, the Androids and all the, and I have, I have both, I have an Android and iPhone, but you know, the thing is, those are copycats. Android, they don't have the same, they, you know, as when Jobs was building the iPhone, they didn't have the same passion because he did, because he saw it and made it a reality. And that's, what's so cool about business is you can see the future and then you can build it. So you yeah. can determine what the future looks like for yourself. And I know it's something you hear all the time. You can be whatever you want to be. It's true. It is 100% true. If you can see it, you can manifest it. So a lot of, you know, a lot of the time I spend is, you know, I meditate and I manifest and I think about what the vision looks like for me. And, yeah. and then you just chip away at it. You know, it's yeah. with anything. I mean, when Elon Musk, you know, and obviously, you know, my my love for Elon, I read a lot about him. And when he decided that NASA, I don't know if you know the story, but anyhow, he went on NASA's website. He wanted to see when we were going to Mars. He saw nothing, wanted to know why, and then decided he was just going to do it himself because they weren't working fast enough. So then he goes <laughs> to Russia. He's going to buy a rocket. Then like a guy spit in his face and they ended up not selling it to him. He was going to pay $20 million for this thing or something crazy. And then all of a sudden he he's flying back home and he calls this, this other guy and he goes, you know, hey, I picked up a book on building a rocket and I think I can do this. I think I can do it myself. I think I can do it better than they're doing it already. And that's how it all started, you know, and then it's not like he built the rocket on the first day. He built the rocket one day at a time and he tested and then he fixed this problem and he did that. Then he fixed that problem, you know, and now all of a sudden they're landing rockets as if it's just normal, you know, and and being in Florida, I actually get to see them right now uh, frequently, which is really awesome. Um, You know, and it just reminds me that that's entrepreneurs did that, not governments. NASA put a space shuttle and they, they went to the moon and, you know, the Russian, you know, government did it. And then Germany actually put the first rocket into, in space. I think an entrepreneur came out and said, Hey, why don't we land it and reuse it? They're like, oh, that's not possible. No, it is. You yeah. know, and now here we are 
because he created the future. And that's what I love about entrepreneurship, you know, and that's why he says that his number one, like if he had to choose between Tesla and SpaceX, he would choose SpaceX because space is his passion. But so is fixing the earth. I think you can see this by the level of innovation, right? Like under the hood, obviously, Tesla going from combustion engines 20 years ago to today is, is, is a significant leap, right? But to go from combustion engines to to electric vehicles, at least at the level of innovation he did, like that's not insignificant. But to go from the government ownership of satellite distribution to landing spaceships or rocket boosters on a boat in the ocean without a human involved, that is a incredible <laughs> leap. And you wouldn't be able to go that far if you weren't incredibly passionate about what you were doing. And just imagine if all you had was passion and excitement and energy in anything you did, you know, whether it's entrepreneurship or entrepreneurship or college or high school sports or whatever that is, like that's an example of what excitement and energy and innovation can contribute to. And that's, you know, like that's one of the things I've been telling my business partner lately is, and this is like every time I say this to him, I get like all excited and flustered, but excited flustered, you know, is like I look at the market of marketing. And one thing I learned a long time ago was there's no shortage of customers. And that's one of those weird things that you will not believe me until you are out there in the business world servicing customers. Like at some point, you'll reach a point of running out of bandwidth, right? Because you'll just have too much work, right? There's no shortage of customers. But yeah. the exciting part was that, that emotion of realizing that there's things that you worry about now that you never knew that you would worry about. And there's things that you don't worry about that like the money thing that you mentioned earlier, right? Like money just being a digital number. And that's, that's so true, right? But you won't believe that until you you realize there's a moment that that exists. No, I, I love it. You know, something, Drew, that uh, I don't think we ever talked about, but I think this is a great analogy to kind of tie this, this podcast up is when I first started, I had, well, first of all, I've had a handful of business partners, I guess. Let's see, one, two, three, four different business partners. And the one thing that they all have in common is that they didn't make it. And, um, you know, we split ways because we had different objectives. And, you know, for me, it was never about money. And it's so it's it's I know it's like for people when they hear that, it's like, ah, that's not true. It's, it is absolutely true. It's never been about money to me. And, um, you know, for the people I worked with, that was their primary objective. And when we split ways and they went off on their own, every time we split with every company I had, I started over. I left, let them keep the name, keep the business we had built. And, and I'm the only one still standing, you know, and I like the, the last partner I had, we split and it was the last partner I've ever had and that I would ever have just because for me, it just doesn't work. It would take a really unique partner to do it again. But, um, when I, when I left, we had done about a million dollars a year. And then the year after I left, he did, it was like right around a hundred thousand you know, and then I did well over a million and I started with a new name, a new business, no website. Like that's the thing. And it's because anyone that's ever worked with me at an event or a director that's ever encountered me, they know 
that I love this. I don't, I don't just do it for a paycheck. I don't just do it because it's something I started. I do it because I am like in, it's still to this day sets my soul on fire. Yes. And that's why that I'm still here. And I am not, if I have anything to say about it, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Well, let, let me, let me give you one more story before we, Oh, please. In this one yeah. is that excitement, you know, you're, you feel it and it it's infinite and it, your employees feel it and they get excited. And that's, what's called building a culture, right? When you've got good energy and excitement, but you know, who really feels that excitement is your customer. Whether you're making coffee and you were just excited about coffee, you're laying roofs, um, you're excited, you're knowledgeable, you're passionate. If you, if whatever your widget is that you're selling or the business you're starting, if you're excited, your customers are going to see it. They're going to see that they want to work with you. You're going to get more business. Your business is going to grow around that. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I couldn't agree more. So, and it's, it's great that you ended with customers because our, our quote next week is actually by Bill Gates and it's your most unhappy customers are your greatest source of learning. This has been another episode of the Poster Boy Podcast brought to you by utproducts.com. Find and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us at theposterboybook.com to grab your copy of the book.